every one of you because John Cena, that's what I like about you. What you want, you take. Like you took that victory from Rey Mysterio. But tonight, John, you don't have to take anything anymore because I'm going to give you something. It's not the United States Championship. You have to earn that like the big show. It's not the WWE title. You have to earn that like Brock Lesnar. But John, you did earn something and that is the privilege that I'm about to bestow upon you. And it's the very first step in, in a glorious career for you, John. Because with Brock's blessing, I hereby proclaim you, John Cena, the fifth and final member of Team Lesnar at Survivor Series. So the rumors, wow. Wow. the rumors are true. John Cena will be joining Lesnar's team at Survivor Series. Well, general manager said it. Chill, 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 chill. You're telling me that I'm member five of Team Lesnar for Survivor Series. I didn't stutter, did I? Oh, no. No, you didn't, but uh, I got a problem with that. <laughs> you see, nobody tells John Cena what to do. And besides, bro, look at your team, man. I ain't gonna fit in on Team Sasquatch. I mean, bro, hey! I know how to win. A-Trade, A-Trade, ambushing Cena from behind. Wow, out of nowhere, go! You never get my miss, you understand me? Remember, John Cena delivered the FU to A-Trade oh last God. week, and that Nathan Jones, Matt Morgan, with two huge boots to John Cena. Two gigantic athletes dropping John Cena, and now the most gigantic athlete, the Big Show, Guzzling Cena. What goes up is gonna go down, Paul, and that's the doctor of Doug in the house. What a chokeslam! As Brock Lesnar, the captain of Team Lesnar, tosses a steel chair into the ring. Oh, man, went from bad to worse, my friend. Here comes the champ, Brock Lesnar. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. A breath and smell, fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 35, part 2 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the continuous efforts by one Vincent Kennedy McMahon of destroying the Smackdown roster. As it is time to take a look at the last two episodes of Raw and Smackdown, building up to Survivor Series 2003 and building up to Buried Alive. As always, I'm your host Dave and joining me is Big Sexy himself. Happy Royal Rumble Day! Happy Royal Rumble Day. Happy Before Royal Rumble lava. Day. Remember, <laughs> point, at that, point at that big WrestleMania side. <laughs> oh, God. I, do you know, I'm quite good today, actually, because this is like the first one in 
Uh, yeah, so obviously we're recording, guys, on this is the evening of the Rumble. Um, we are together recording for this, but Mike will be going back uh, to watch Rumble in his own house where I'll be going to bed as I've worked very early in the morning, so I won't be able to watch it till tomorrow. So I am gutted. This is the first Avoid the one internet. Yeah, Avoid the internet. First one in years that I've not managed to watch through shifts and stuff, watch, uh, watch live. So, um, Monday Night Raw then, kick things off. It's November the 3rd. Uh, we are in the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, the slow road to Survivor Series continues, but you can at least see where most things are heading. Um, uh, in Raw's case, we've got Team Austin versus Team Bischoff, with several members of the team already mm. announced. Um, we've got Goldberg versus Triple H for the world title. Shane McMahon set for the sake of pushing Shane again. This has been the year, honestly, of McMahon. we push Shane on Raw and we push Vince on SmackDown. Um, oh my God, it is. Yeah. And also, obviously, we've got the women's title that's set for Survivor Series as well. Um, yeah, it's set. Yeah, it's set. It's there. It's, it's on the card. It is absolutely quintessential piss break. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what it, the women's division was back then. Oh, it's a shame yeah. because look at the talent you got. No, no, Molly definitely, Holly. definitely. So we kick things off then with Rob Van Dam and Booker T versus Chris Jericho and Christian. Um, split leg and moonsault gets two on Jericho, but there's a spinner Rooney because that's the logical offence of Booker T. Always, yeah. uh, Jericho uses the dance break to send Booker outside, and the sleeper drop with Christian hold, holding Rob's foot gets the victory. Um, it was kind of a not bad of a preview of what could be coming up with Survivor Series, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Obviously, it always adds the dynamic of, well, there's so, so many bodies outside, someone's going to hold on. But I'm Anything could fucking sick to death of these four fuckers. Booker's been gone. Booker's been gone for ages. Yeah. And he's back in fighting with all this, and it's it's the same as what we've had in yeah, a long time. Once, once Booker went out injured it. Lance Storm got pushed RVD got pushed into it Lance Storm got pushed into it and now we're back to where we once were four months ago with Rob Van Damme Booker T I know granted it's um, Chris Jericho Christian Rob Van Damme Booker T they're all on the Spire Series team so they're all interacting but it, this is showing how limited Raw's roster is and I've said it for a long time yep. how limited it is But I did really like uh, how Vitamin C made their entrance distracted them with Titantron and then that's it, yeah. it was like the uh, the rumble that time where, where, where Christian comes HBK. out to say it to Jericho. It was that Rumble 03, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um and you can fucking, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've posted a video this morning. I was like, yeah, look at our review. Fucking <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Rumble day. Do a good love a good rumble. I am good. It's one of my favourite matches at you. Oh, definitely. We go backstage and Austin is not happy and runs into coach, who accepts the offer to a post-match interview. That's fine, but Coach needs to remember that if Austin's team loses, he has nothing to lose. Now Austin has something to do that he never thought he would. I need your help, Sam. Please help Please me. Help Please help me. me keep me job. Can't you remember my nickname? I'm a tag champ. Don't trust any. No, trust everybody because I need my help. Oh, it's really annoyed me. It's, I remember watching it years ago when it first aired and I was like... What, well, this is absolutely just taking everything away from the Stone Cold Steve Austin character. Yeah. Well, he's Austin is begging for help. Unfortunately, I hate to say, but Austin at this time is now done. form yeah. the show of himself. It's done, isn't it? We see Molly Holly. She isn't worried about losing the title to Lita because the comeback story isn't happening. She slaps Terry and beats her into the arena and down the ramp. But Terry fights back for a few seconds until Lita runs out to make the save. But Q Gail Kim in disguise as a fan which later with a wrench the yeah and the announcers 
didn't really seem to click that it was Gail Kim. No, because there's a fucking plethora of Asian female wrestlers on the on the uh, in the Divas division on Raw. There must be. Of course. A double DDT that plants Lita because that's much more effective than hitting her with the wrench, obviously. Which, yeah. Mm. I know which one I'd rather take. Yeah, I know which one I'd rather fucking deliver if I'm trying to do damage at all. I don't think it'd be a DDT unless it was the 80s and Jake Roberts because no one kicked out of that fucker. True. That's for sure. Um, Austin, he comes into Team Shawn Michaels and asks if Shawn knows what's going on. Shawn says yes, so Austin explains the whole story to him. Um, that's rather un-Austin of him. Sean says, uh, your point? Austin says he's got four guys. But Sean, you're not kind of following. He looked very uncomfortable. He can't bring himself to ask. So Sean does it for him. Please, Sean. Please, I need you, Sean. Please help me. Please help Please. me. So Austin's team is set then for Survivor Series with Sean Michaels being the final piece of the puzzle. Just hanging out. Yeah. You know what's happening, right? Yes. And I'm ready. Me and Mark Henry tonight. I got it under control. No, you know what's happening. Come on. Survivor Series. You know, I'm putting together a team of five guys. Eric Bischoff is putting together a team of five guys. You know, if my team wins, Stone Cold Steve Austin can raise as much hell as he wants anytime he wants. If Eric's team wins, it means I'm out of a job. Your point? My point is, I've got four guys. I'm not following you, Steve. I got I got four guys. It's five on five. I need another guy. Well, there is a locker room full of guys here that I'm sure you can count on. That's not that's not exactly what I mean. I'm saying I got four guys, but I need one more. So you know, you know if. That's why I'm here talking to you. I need another guy. I need five guys to complete my team. And you want me to be the fifth guy? Is that... I mean, am, am I understanding this right? You want me to be the fifth guy? You need me. Stone Cold needs HBK. I'm... I'm asking you to be on my team. You know, Steve, our history, you and I, it's not pretty. They forced us to be a tag team and it didn't work. <laughs> and you and I, we nearly killed each other at WrestleMania 14. You, you know that, don't you? You and I, we don't mix. You know that. I didn't come here 
for a history lesson, you know? Yeah, Sean, I need you. Does that, does that make you feel better? I'm saying I need Shawn Michaels. So are you in? You know, are you out? What do you think? You know what I think? You're in? I think you, Stone Cold, have got a heck of a problem on your hands. In your mind back then, or if you've not seen, only seen it for the first time, mm. now we'll be thinking Sean's going to turn on Austin and Sean's joining well, think about Team it. Bischoff. If Austin wins, he can kick anyone's ass that he wants. Does this mean... Would that mean that his team is ex exempt from exempt. that rule? Maybe. Maybe. But, or maybe not, because, you know, if they piss off... Yeah. If they walk in Austin's path, they're just going to get a stunner. Yeah. So why wouldn't you... Why would you help him? Yeah. You probably just would just lay down and let Team Bischoff win. Because it's better the devil you know than the devil that could strike at any fucking point just because he likes stunning people. And so Austin, he finally makes the invite to Sean and talks about their time together as a tag team. Um, it, it, I like that because that is something you don't hear that often. Yeah, callbacks. But, yeah, just throwbacks to when, yeah, we, we were different uh, different time back then and different opponents, but we were still the same characters we are now. So surely you remember, because I remember. And Even it, though 2003 Sean's not really 97 Sean. Oh, no. It's, I don't think 2003 Sean can remember 97 Sean. <laughs> yeah, not in a fucking million years. Um, That's probably what he's looking at with his left eye. No, uh, no, his left eye's reading the news, the other one's telling the time. We see Lita getting her neck looked at when a concerned Christian comes in. She doesn't seem to care, though, one way or another. Um, and we see some kid named LeBron James in the front row. I'm not familiar, I don't know if he ever went on to do anything. Not a clue. <laughs> you do know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he plays uh, hoops. Yeah, he does that basketball thing. I think he cosplays as like a pretend Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with more tattoos. Yeah. Um, up next, Batista versus Main Event Maven. Now, this match lasted far too long for my liking. Yeah, really? Well, Batista should returns as, like, big dominant animal yeah. monster thing. He should just flatten Maven within minutes, within a minute. He probably should have, yeah. He, obviously, it doesn't take that long, um, but Maven does... Get some... Yeah, he's them right hands. They have no effect, but he does get offence in. Um, but Batista, he finishes with a clothesline into a sit-out powerbomb, but it's not yet the Batista bomb, um, and ends maybe well, in short that, order. That should have been the match itself. Yeah, it should have been. They should have been pushing ring using bell. Batista like the WCW did yeah. Goldberg. So we're talking ring bell, Maven runs in, couple Close of shots, line. doesn't work, Spine buster, Batista returns, bomb. bang, 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 done. Like it. We see Kane, he's next to an ambulance and explains the concept of an ambulance match. He asks if Shane knows what it's like. And we go to the first-person perspective of someone being loaded into an ambulance. This is your future, Shane. You ask for this. And you know what they say about being careful what you wish for. You just might get it. So you've got your ambulance match. A match where there are no rules. Where the only way to win is by beating your opponent to the point that he is put into the back of an ambulance and taken to the hospital. Have you thought about that, Shane? 
Have you thought about what that's going to be like? Being rolled into the back of an ambulance? The pain coursing through your body? Not being able to feel your limbs? Not knowing where you are? EMTs hovering over you, trying frantically to help you? Seeing the fear for your life in their eyes? Get the O2 on. Get the O2 on. Let's get out of here. And then at Survivor Series, the last image you'll see is me standing outside the ambulance doors as they close with you inside, sending you to the hospital where you will arrive. D-O-A. What about if they're beaten down to the point where they get thrown in the ambulance, the ambulance doors get shut, the ambulance drives away, but, then they they wake, but they find they wake up halfway. Is that not wasting, like, emergency services yes, time? Yes, But he's Vince McMahon, he's okay. <laughs> Does he make 999, then? Has he got him on, like, are they just... They could potentially be an accident. So, like, they get there, and they're like, well, you're here now. You might as well wait, and now oh, we've got a match. Or it could just be... Uh, it's the hire. <laughs> Do you reckon he owns a couple of ambulances in fucking Stamford? Probably. Just to pull out. I, bet, I imagine they do. I imagine a lot of the vehicles they use. It's like Vehicle 372, you're driving down to Dallas. I imagine they do store, yeah. Um, up next, we see Mark Jindrak and Garrison Kane. They're ready to beat the Dudleys, even if the tag team titles aren't on the line. Um, oh, yeah, you beat the Jets. You're going to be in line for a title shot. Can we at least get them in, like, matching tag, tag team gear? Yeah, that wells me up. As you know me, Rob yeah. Conway. Can we just have a bit of continuity through the tag, tag teams? teams? Should dress like tag teams. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Why was this as when they first debuted? Same, same gear. Dudley's back in before Bobby started wearing his pajamas. <laughs> no. Both wore tie dye or both wore camo. Yeah, I loved Dudley's original uh, ECW slash early WWF uh, pink and blue. Yeah. The tie-dye uh, tie stuff. Absolutely brilliant. But just a bit of continuity. Even stick them in red pants. Stick them in the same coloured pants, knee, bo- uh, knee pads and boots. That'll do for me. Just s- fucking get them same. Get them same. That's all I'm asking. World's greatest tag team on SmackDown. Both wear the same singlets. Exactly. Exactly. And the wank bald bastards both wear... Both wear exactly the same trousers. There you go. Vanilla job of connection. Fucking, you need to get the act together. A bit of continuity, mate. That's all I'm asking for. Towards the end of the match, Bubba, he's cleaning ha- clean house off the hot tag. But then all of a sudden, Scott Steiner appears to gorillas press Stacey Keebler on the stage. Now the distraction lets Jindrak get in the cheap shot and roll up for the victory. Um, I don't quite understand the, the concept of Steiner. Yeah, maybe because was on Team Austin and yeah, Sai's on Team Bischoff, but that's it. That's it. It's poor fucking Stacey. She's not going to rough fucking... Uh, a rough, t- a good uh, run of things at the minute, is she? Well, last week she got to have drinks with Austin. That was nice for her. Yeah? Oh, only because the week before he fucking battered her. <laughs> she shouldn't have drank the beer. Well, she should have, like he, like he quite clearly said. We see chairs and a table in the ring for a sit-down interview between Austin and Bischoff. Uh, Eric eventually comes out and says he's been finalising some details. They would be a fifth member of his team who recently beat the fifth member of Austin's team. Cue Randy Orton, who says he's a legend killer about to take down the biggest legend of all in Austin. Steve's ready for a fight, but Bischoff says that can't happen, which is why they're fighting at Survivor Series. The contract is signed, and Bischoff says for once, Austin has to trust somebody. Austin says he hasn't been himself in a long time, but he also lives by the idea of beating up as many people as possible. And if he can't be his old self, he might as well hang it up for good. 
He thinks it's worth the risk, win or lose. Bischoff is ready for a beating. And then more threats are thrown back and forth as the segment wraps up. Um, for me, Austin having to change um, kind of his, his whole dynamic. It's, it is interesting. Um, but they are running out of ways to keep him on screen and keep him around. I know, yeah. like we said this ages ago, people are dying for Steve Austin. Austin to wrestle. We can't get that. We want the old Stone Cold. We want the gold. old Stone Cold. As simple as, but we can't get that. And we know we can't get that. Um, but it doesn't end here like jumping in the time machine after he, he fucks off at Survivor Series he comes as the sheriff <laughs> and it's like fucking hell anything to keep him on screen but people aren't wanting that in 2003 people are wanting your Benoit's your Angles your Guerrero's your Lesnar's mm. they're not wanting Austin it's that simple I, I think people were six months ago but when we realised we weren't getting him back yeah it's fizzled I, absolutely absolutely up next, Rico versus Lance Storm. And we see Val Venus. He's at ringside accompanied by Val some more ladies. Uh, Jerry thinks he saw some of them on Spanko Vision the other night. What the fuck is Spanko Vision and where can I find episodes? It's probably like Babe Station or something. <laughs> Lance, he wastes no time in hitting a leg lariat and gets kicked in the face for his efforts. A running knee to the face gives Rico two and we hit a chin lock. It's like a three-minute match and we get a chin lock. But... Um, Landstone gets up and scores with a clothesline into the half crab to make Rico tap for the Lovely victory. Lovely transition, that. But oh, it always is. The flow the over that's beautiful, absolutely. And post match, Landstone dances with Alvinus and his ladies. Yeah, Lance gets some. I fun. like Lance's gimmick of look at me, I'm not boring. It's because we had the Landstone in boring gimmick, and then we had Austin come out and tell him he was boring. boring. And now he's not boring. And now he's not and boring he gets anymore. to dance with some lovely little I ladies. Absolutely fucking Lucky love it. Us. Chris Jericho and Trish Stratus are in the back and Chris is trying to get Trisha's number. Trish says that all he has to do is ask and Jericho smiles, but he's worried about her having to team with John Eidenreich, who now has a contract uh, tonight because Johnny's always talking about little Johnny. It's cool though because she saw little Johnny earlier today. Jericho panics, but Eidenreich comes in and says their match is up next and Trish says she'll see Jericho a little bit later on. I'll about to show Trish my little Johnny. Little Johnny is his penis then, isn't it? <laughs> it has that, to be. That's basically what they've decided on. Little Johnny is his penis. It can't, can't be little, she had a smile on her face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in the most random fucking match of the night, uh, Trish Stratus teams with John Adam right to go up against Stephen Richard and Victoria. Because he's always ready. But we, we're like a year. This is a year ago where Trish just teamed with Jeff Hardy and Bubba Ray Dudley and then he fucking had be kicking around to go on a man versus woman fucking match against Stevie Richards and Victoria. Yeah. And now Adam Rags the There's one. There's no... Development for, for what Trish. reason? For absolutely what reason? Uh, Trish finally gets away and makes a hot tag to Adam Reich, um, who gets a bit of a bit of noise when he comes in and uh, cleans house. Um, he gets like a boss man slam for a two count, but Trish has to pull Victoria off of Adam Reich's back. We get the Thez press off the apron where Jerry Lawler piped in and said, "I think I saw a puppy." That was good, King. Uh, leaving yes. Adam Reich to finish with a power bomb. Um, to the side instead of forward for the pin. What do you think, John Hyden Wright's side, side power bomb? Um, interesting. Uh, but, you know, he's still a bit green. What do you think to the whole look and feel of uh, John Hyden Wright? Generic as fuck. Really? Well, is the ring attire generic as fuck? His theme song generic as fuck. Like the moveset and how he looks and his feel. Are you, are he you looks like a bona fide, bona fide star? guy yeah? in the making. If they use them correctly. No, definitely. Um, but obviously they don't. And he ends up raping Michael Cole. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading some veil of the poetry. <laughs> We'd like to hear some poems. <laughs> no, no, fucking not. Uh, we see Austin, who's now guest referee for our tonight's main event of Shawn Michaels versus Mark Henry. And Sergeant Slaughter, we see him giving Kane a letter from Shane McMahon. Kane reads it and laughs, saying the invitation for next week is accepted. So, that's a bit of a demotion for Sergeant Slaughter, isn't it? I mean, one time commission. One time commission. Messenger boy. One time, one time fucking main event feuding with DX in 97. The boot camp match with Triple H. Had a main event match with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. Ex WWE champion. Now, messenger, messenger boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a demotion. Up next is Shawn Michaels versus Mark Henry with special guest referee of, Sh of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he ejects Teddy Long near enough straight away. So I have a question. Where's Rodney Mack? I don't know. We've not seen him in a couple of weeks. I don't he... believe he's been released yet. But I hope he has. I've not read he has. It's, Where it's is getting, he? I don't know. Maybe him and Jazz have had holiday. Because we haven't seen Jazz for a fucking age and all. Maybe they've gone on holiday. Or maybe he's gone to join on holiday. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, Mark Henry, he go, he's typical kind of Mark Henry Shawn Michaels or big man Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. Early offence by Michaels. Michaels gets battered. Big move missed by big guy. Michaels super come back, super kick win. So exactly how it were, big move being the Vader bomb. It was that, that simple. Yeah. Uh, Shawn could do this sort of match in his sleep. Uh, he was selling was on point. You can't fall in there, to be fair. Um, I don't think anyone was really expecting Henry to do anything but it power stuff. It never going to be a five star. No. Uh, it wasn't the greatest of match, but Sean, he does make shitty matches a little bit better than they, uh, they usually should be. That's why he's one of the best of all time. Oh, 100%. Apart from um, Saudi Arabia, where he looks like a really... really oh, yeah, now he can't. ...poorly old man who really sh who is cosplaying as a wrestler. Um, Austin, he comes out. Um, he's got something to say. Um, with Shawn Michaels still in the ring, and he calls out Batista. Um, the fight is on. Batista is tossed to the floor, and Emery comes back in for a stunner, allowing Batista to stomp Austin down. Cue a limping Goldberg with a chair to cave in Emery's skull, followed by a spears to Batista and Flair. Austin offers beers to Goldberg. Um, Goldberg agrees for a match against Batista next week. You want a great beer with Stone Cold? No. Uh oh. No. You know what it means if you don't drink beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Oh. Yeah, Austin. I know what it means. So you gonna drink beer with me or not? First of all, there's something you can do for me. Next week, Raw, Monday night, Goldberg, Batista. What? Come on. Then, and only then, you got your drinking partner. You gotta be kidding me. Well then put your drinking shoes on next week. Goldberg, Batista, in this ring, Monday night, Raw. Let's drink some damn beer.
Goldberg Batista. In their both, if both were in their prime, at this main event that in it. Yeah, this it's like Goldberg's in his prime, but Batista's too early. But when Batista were in his prime, Goldberg were too late. Yeah, they just just missed each other really, because I don't think Batista was... hits uh, hits the peak until uh, maybe oh six oh seven something like that. That's exactly what when I was thinking. When he's running SmackDown. When he was world champ on SmackDown. Yeah, when he was running after SmackDown. After his feud with... He was running SmackDown. Cena's running Raw, and that's how it worked for a long time. Um, I mean, his match with Take was great. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, overall, episode of uh, Raw, thoughts? Decent episode. Uh, building up with uh, the Batista Goldberg, sorry. Nice to see uh, Austin have a bit of a fight. Austin and Goldberg at the end as yeah. Raw goes off the air sharing a beer. Two bold bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, in their prime are always, I think every wrestling everyone. fan did it. That was, that's the one... Wanted. That and Austin Hogan are the two matches that will never can never happen for us. Yeah, no, definitely. It's such a shame. Definitely. Um, bit of news coming out of Monday Night Raw. Uh, hold on to your hat. Stephen Richards was injured after his mixed tag team match with Victoria against Heidenreich and Trish Status. Uh, Stephen Richards, he aggravated an injury from his ECW days after Heidenreich delivered his powerbomb. Uh, my question to you, though, Michael, is Stephen, does Stephen Richards wear his tights when he goes to the doctors? Of course he does. <laughs> You'll wear when he goes to shopping for bread and milk. <laughs> <laughs> he's there cute says was just like don't mind the pants <laughs> um, now can you remember um, a few months ago we looked into the dirty date sheets and we spoke about a wrestler called Horseshoe who uh, we get to know as Luther Reigns in the future oh yeah Roman's um, older brother Roman's older brother um, back in, de- in development contract for WB uh, he's been working the Smackdown branded house shows over the weekend uh, maybe get called up to main roster soon maybe. it seems I don't know if they'll go with Horseshoe obviously Horseshoe because he's got a Horseshoe Shaved into the back it's of the head. worse nickname than Buzz. Oh, because of the Buzz, you've been creating Buzz. Um, in, in another example of WB trying to enforce their less is more theory, um, officials have informed Kendrick, London, and Kidman that they should all tone down their in rig styles at weekend house shows. Maybe save the big flip to do stuff for the TV. I don't know, I'm more but, aware. You know, if, if that's their I style, I want to see they your are, moveset, yeah. They if, are fast guys. Your best flip to do. If I'm paying money to come and see it at a house show, I want to see your best flip you do. Yeah. And I don't want you to just save it only for TV when I'm not going to be there or a pay-per-view when I'm not going to be there. No, thank you. So then, are you ready for a bit of smack of the down as we move on towards Survivor Series? We might as well. Yeah, we might as well as we're here. Last two aren't, aren't been as good as well. Hopefully but... we get a bit fucking more matches than 12 minutes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, we are at the HSBC Arena in Buffalo, New York. It's November the 5th. Um, the attendance, as I said, we're going to start looking into this attendance. Keep a note. 3,000. It's only 2,000 last week. <laughs> 2,500 last week. Uh, so we're coming up to Survivor Series. Last time we were at SmackDown, um, a lot of focus was around Team Angle versus Team... Not that Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Buried alive, McMahon against Undertaker. John Cena, the face turn... Uh, as he's joining uh, Team Angle, it That's seems. That's it for SmackDown, really, isn't it? Apart from Cruiserweight title. And world title, the champions, obviously, they're tied up in uh, a Survivor Series match. Uh, SmackDown's got Smackdown, a The US champions tied up in a Survivor Series match. You, you tie your champs up, you 
Racing the card. Very weak, very weak. And so SmackDown kicks off with John Cena versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, and FU gets Cena the victory. Um, Cena winning was probably the right call as they're doing something with him and having him lose to Rey. Uh, that would have weakened him. Yeah, definitely. Lose steam ahead of going into Survivor Series as well. Um, and it's not like Mysterio needs to win every match. So for me, that was a solid start to the show. It was quite a fast-paced match, which showed Cena can go with fast-paced. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, Post-match, uh, we see Team Lesnar complete with Paul Heyman. Uh, Heyman likes the idea of Cena uh, taking things like that win. But tonight, he's going to give Cena something. Not a title like he has to earn, but a fifth spot on Team Lesnar at Survivor Series. But Cena says um, no one tells him what to do. And it, by the way, he doesn't fit on Team Sasquatch. And speaking of Sasquatches... <laughs> A-Train runs from behind and beats Cena down with the rest of the team coming in to join the attack. Lesnar cracks over his head with a chair and Cena is done. So, another element of the Cena face turn. We had it last week yep. with him and A-Train. This week with him and Team Lesnar turning down. It's, it's, we're all, we're, can we now say we're here? I think we can. Is, um, are we officially what, what, here? What me? Big Show's chokeslam, or, or I use air quotations here, yes. chokeslam. It's not a chokeslam if your hand's on his on tit. On his tit, or on his... He used to do it all the time, though, where he, with the littler guys, yeah, he wouldn't actually get him by the choke. He'd more pick him up by the back of the neck, and the hand would be on the chest, and then throw him down. But it's never been a chokeslam ever since he used to drop to two knees. The minute he stopped dropping to two knees, Big Show's chokeslam, for me, just didn't have any effect. Mm. But I, I imagine that a guy that big keep dropping to your knees, it's going to hurt after a while. You have to but, keep having knee surgery. Well, yeah, just, that's, just look at Rollins. He kept dropping to his knees on his world title run. That's it, absolutely. And we see after the break uh, that Heyman, he gives A-Train the fifth spot on Team Lesnar. So Team Lesnar is confirmed as Team Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, Big Show, A-Train, Nathan Jones and Matt Morgan. That's like... The Vince McMahon like wet dream team. Pounds. The fucking size of them. That's nearly two thousand pounds right there. The ring. Where are they? How is that ring going to stand? Are they going to reinforce that ring? But then you got to think. Everyone on Team Angle, they're around two two hundred and fifty yeah. pounds each. Oh, yeah. oh, there's a lot of fucking girth stood on that ring apron. That's for sure. Um, we recap everything falling apart for Eddie Guerrero. Um, I kind of, I don't, I don't I, like. I'm still not comfortable with this. I'm not, but especially when you consider that, you know, break him down to build him up. That's yeah, the angle they're going with. The whole uh, talk about his drugs history and that. You think about that's, that's kind of the reason why he died. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, you you can't you can't say that now because you don't know what you do know now mm. when that happened. But um, like we mentioned on the last episode. Chavo would have been having these conversations with Eddie. Eddie's family would have been having these conversations with Eddie. Not yeah. just this on-screen stuff. It's a bit raw for me. It's a bit too real. It's very too real. Oh, well, yeah, too definitely. Real. Um, Chavo, he tells Eddie that he can't be out there for Eddie's handicap match against the Bashams. Um, Eddie, he needs to do it himself because he's been the one who's caused all of the issues. Hey, Charito! Can I talk to you for a second, bro? What are you up to? What's up? Now, I probably don't need to say this, but... You know how important this, this handicap match against the Bashams is for us, right? Of course I know. Don't worry, Silvato. I'm ready. Well, I know you're ready. I know you're Simon. ready. Simon. You don't understand, bro. You're going to have to go out there, and you're going to have to beat both Bashams. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say, I got you in my corner, Vato. Don't worry, it's a cheat to win, Vato. No, you don't, bro. What do you mean, I, I heard? Paul Heyman's Bambi from ringside. What? Well, when did this happen? What do you mean, Bambi from ringside? You're going to have to do this alone. 
Alone? Yes. Now, uh, look, Josh, I know I've been pumping you up over the last few weeks, and I've been telling you that you got to go out there, and you got to do this for La Familia. Simone is in La Familia. Or you got to do this for our fans, right? That's right. It's in La Raza, man. We got to represent. Right. Or you got to do it for yourself, I've been saying, right? Yeah. And that's all true, bro. That's true. But tonight, you need to do this for Chavo. You need to do it for me, bro. For Chavo? Well, yeah. You, who's wait, wait, wait a minute, Holmes. This is a tag team. I know it's a tag team, bro. But who's the one that lost our titles? Who's the one that got pinned out there? I got pinned this Hey, whoa, whoa. Who was there for you when you were going through all your problems, bro, and you were trying to get yourself sober? Who was there for you? Who? You, Chavito, you were there. That's right, I was there for you. Everybody else turned their back on you, right, bro? Yeah. Right? When I was calling and trying to help you out and you were hanging up on me, who called you back? Chavito, you did, man. You showed me a lot of love, it's, Holmes. Yeah, that's right. I, always be I did it because I love you, bro. Okay? So tonight, you have to go out there and you have to win this match tonight so we can get a shot at our tag team titles again. Okay? You need to make this right, Eddie. You need to make this right for me. Okay? I'll make it right, I do kind of like how they are making Chavo look like the the better wrestler at the minute. I want like this for me. This should have been building for Chavo versus Eddie at Survivor Series. Maybe I think, but they do get that eventually. Eventually, but not now. They should have pushed Eddie to the to the brink and have Chavo be go back to being more heelish and have push Eddie and have See, this. Chavo is. Born to be a heel. Oh, he's, Chavo is not a face. He's never been no, a face. Chavo is not. He's a always face. been the uh, fitted the dickhead heel character. Oh, a hundred percent. Up next, Big Show versus Bradshaw. A choke slam ends Bradshaw in seconds. Yeah. Would you believe that this is going to be the Bradshaw that in a year of time is going to be main event Bradshaw? Nope. Not at that fucking rate. Anyway, Big um, Show absolutely fucking the same main event Bradshaw that beats Big Show in a fucking barbed cage match. Him. Um, I know there's not exactly much you can do with people like Bradshaw and the Big Show. Bradshaw can only do certain things with Big Show and vice versa. But for it to end the way it did, Bradshaw can only do close lines anyway. Yeah. But, well, no, he can do the follow slam. And the odd powerbomb. And the odd powerbomb. To be fair, I would happily just have Bradshaw clotheslining cruiserweights and have that like on repeat for an hour. For an hour. Just him in the ring with all these... Like a cruiserweight gauntlet. Remember years ago with Kevin Nash in the WCW? Nitro gauntlet. Yeah. Where it got to the point that he wasn't even fucking pinning them. The ref was still counting. Have that with JBL but with all the cruiserweights and you can only fucking use the clothesline. All down for that. So Bradshaw's just running the ropes and every time and every cruiserweight, time comes cruiserweight comes in... Every time cruiserweight comes in, he just clotheslines them. But he's still running. Line. Yeah, he's just running constantly. He's constantly running. We see Paul Heyman telling Tony Wilson that he's in charge now. He backs her against the wall and tells her that he's going to do it his way. Don't you like me, Tony? You're going to learn that I'm in control now. And you're going to do this my way. Paul, please come. Paul, please? Yes, you will please Paul, Tori. See... You're going to do this the way I like it done. And I'm going to give you three minutes to get it done. And I want it done, Tori, with a big smile on your face. 
Where's Billy gone? Where's Billy? <laughs> Where's Billy gone? Oh, that's Where's... right. He fucking injured himself again, didn't he? The fucking idiot. But that was a bit creepy. Yeah. Where's Billy Kidman? He should be defending his wife's honour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I reckon Heyman could take Kidman in a fight. <laughs> it, Heyman needs to go, Brock! <laughs> fucking yeah. We see Kurt Angle, he's upset that Farouk is officially out of Survivor Series. Chris Benoit tells him to calm down when Tory comes in to say Heyman is sending them a message. Tonight, it's Benoit and Angle versus Team Lesnar minus the big show. Um, so yeah, Farouk is officially out of Team Angle. Poor Farouk. You're not happy with this. I can see the look on your face. You are not happy with this one. Uh, do you know the thing is? I don't even believe it's an injury. I think it's purely because A-Train is the one that we're going with. We're saving yet. Ernest Miller is still coming. I cannot wait. I'm cast the greatest. <laughs> Somebody call your mama. We get a sit-down interview with The Undertaker. You see, this all goes way beyond the WWE title. This is also very personal. On Survivor Series night, I will have worked for this company for 13 years. And in those 13 years, Vince McMahon has screwed with me professionally and personally. Vince McMahon does not respect me. Vince McMahon does not respect anybody other than Vince McMahon. When I walk into that arena in Dallas, Texas, when I walk into that locker room, those guys in there, they showed me the respect. They showed me respect because in turn, I showed them respect. Whether I wrestle against them, whether I fight them, we have a mutual respect. We're gladiators and we go out there and lay it on the line. Vince McMahon, on the other hand, he respects no one. And for all the people, through all the years that Vince has disrespected, he's gonna have to atone for. Bret Hart, Steve Austin, the list is endless. And I think Vince respects his family even less than he does us. Vince is a man who disrespects his wife by flaunting his affairs for the whole world to see with no remorse. This is a man who shoves his wife down in front of the world. Here is a man who takes his only daughter, puts her in a match against himself, and knocks her around and ends up choking her until Linda had to throw in a towel to save her own daughter. And this is all pretty much normal activity to Vince McMahon. Well, I'm a firm believer 
and I think this with everything that I am. I think that in every man's life, there comes a time where you have to be held accountable for your actions, everyone, even if your name is Vince McMahon. Even though it says it's recorded today, but it's the same location, the same outfit. Undertaker's backstage. <laughs> same outfit, same as last... It's just follow-on from last week. It's he, the same interview. He hates Vince for costing him the title, therefore Vince must be destroyed. Vince doesn't respect wrestlers, and that's not cool with The Undertaker, so a beating has to take place. You have to, help to be held accountable for your actions, and that's why Vince, he's waiting on him, come Survivor Series. Yeah. You dirty now. <laughs> you gonna made a big mistake. Up next, Eddie Guerrero versus the Wangbald Bastards. If Eddie wins, Ian Charvo will get a title shot next week. Did you know, when did the Bashams get fucking strobe lighting effect? It's on their entrance. Shaniqua, she's got contact. That is champion, champions uh, raising it. Main event, isn't it? Is champion this, bonus. It? Champions bonus. Um, I like how Eddie stole Shaniqua's whip and then give the referee a spank. Yeah. yeah that made me chuckle. Uh, Danny gets caught with the whip, uh, while defending himself gets rolled up to give Eddie the fluke victory. I I marked out for this. Really? You know, when watching these back, I know, because I know, I remember what happens a lot of the time. Um, and I remember the Eddie one, but I, I, mean, it's kind of, I think it's the feel-good moment. Yeah, well, when they're is. back together, getting the low rider, Eddie and Charvo ride once more. Very Brett and Owen. And yeah. then you know one's going to turn. You know, you're just waiting for that turn now. But did you see that on his back? It's a fucking rocket. <laughs> we see Vince, he comes out, and he wants to talk about Buried Alive. Uh, Vince wants one more chance and asks everyone to lower their heads, close their eyes, and he prays for forgiveness for what he has to do. But he's been chosen to destroy The Undertaker. Um, so it's now Vince like, I kind of see where this is going, but they're not mentioning it on screen. Remember, Undertaker had a higher power back in the day. Yeah, it was Vince. It's me, Austin. It was me all along, so, Austin. Is that telling me now that he's now playing the role of the higher power? Vince, he's fucking... I can take him take it down because I am God. Vince is God. No, Vince beat God. <laughs> that makes him God. I know that the day of wrecking is coming at Survivor Series, so therefore I I ask for tonight I ask for my soul to be cleansed. I ask for my heart to be purged. I ask that tonight I I have the ability to pierce the veil of righteousness. En route to maximum absolution. For I know that in order to achieve maximum absolution, I must follow the light. I must follow the beacon of, of light, the beacon of purity. Follow it all the way to ultimate victory. Yes, I... 
to follow it to ultimate victory, which is why which is why I, yes, ask for your understanding and forgiveness, but I ask not for your understanding and forgiveness for what I've done in the past. I only ask for your understanding and forgiveness for what I'm about to do. For you see, I've been chosen. Yes, I've been chosen. I've been chosen by a higher authority, a greater power. I've been chosen. I've been chosen. I've been chosen to take this glorious quest. I've been chosen to take the final ride. I've been chosen to vanquish my foes. I've been chosen to slaughter the infidel. Yes, by God, I've been chosen to bury the Undertaker alive. Amen. And Kevin, yet hardcore Holly is still coming back. They are hyping up Ernest the Cat. They Miller really are hardcore. trying to push hardcore Holly, aren't they? Fucking ridiculous. Uh, up next, Tajerian Nunzo versus Jamie Noble and Ultimo Dragon, um, which was this has been the usual SmackDown opening match. Didn't Ultimo Dragon win a number of attenders match last week? He did. Right, so explain to me what gets announced for Survivor Series. Uh Noble versus Tajiri for the title. Where's Dragon shot? But Jamie Noble's back in the main event of Survivor Series. It's, it's not the main event. It's the main event. If Jamie Noble... Well, after the world, Jamie Noble is in the main on, event of he's Survivor Series. after the Series. WWE Champion, so... Yeah, must be. <laughs> uh, Jamie Noble gets the victory. Um, your boy's back. Your boy's back? Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. And we get a lot of nice little story, I suppose, running into it, because you've got, obviously, the Tajiri and Nidia stuff. Um, with Noble then now bless him he still defends Nidia's honour he cheats on her and he prefers if she's watching but he'll still defend <laughs> he her honour he prefers even more if she joins in yeah so we get a rundown of the Survivor Series uh, with Noble and Tajiri as I said announced for the title and we recap the Cena beatdown just as the announcers were wondering who would be Angle's fifth man fifth man even hmm, um, hmm. well I watch wrestling yeah <laughs> Up next, it is Brock Lesnar, A-Train, Nathan Jones and Matt Morgan versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit with Brock Lesnar sitting on commentary to start the match. I thought that was brilliant. Leave, leave, the, leave the minions to take over. Douchebag Brock. I quite like what Brock Lesnar on commentary, actually, because he made a lovely comment when Morgan... Uh, he tossed Benoit, which Lesnar compared to throwing bales of hay on the farm. Uh, Lesnar, I think he's a farm kid, Taz. He's from Farfield, Connecticut, Lesnar. They've got farms up there. <laughs> I love a little bit pre-living uh, uh, by uh, a bit ad-living by Brock Lesnar. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, Brock is actually a funny guy. No, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a shame that we don't know. get see. We don't see more of it. Yeah, it's, we don't. Yeah, 
Uh, towards the end of the match, uh, Morgan grabs a bear hug uh, onto A-Train, who's taken down with a, by a German suplex. Hot Tag brings in Angle, and it's time for the rolling Germans. An Angle slam drops Morgan, and another one gets rid of Brock as the straps come down. Kurt gets the ankle lock on Lesnar, while Benoit cross-faces A-Train, drawing in the big show for the DQ. Um, not a terrible way to end yeah. episode, uh, to Des end the match. Decent finish. Um, it kind of shows, again, that the big team's going to be the dominant team at Survivor Series, but was you kinda, you're always knew that Big Show was going to get involved some way in yeah. that match, especially when it was announced as the handicap, but Big Show wasn't in it. Like, what was the reason for him not to be in it? Oh, that's or why. Or why mentioned that he's not in it. Well, I suppose they don't want to give away showing them as a team of five for uh, before Survivor Series, mm. but a team of four. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Bradshaw runs in to clothesline Cho, but Morgan and Jones take him down. Cue John Cena in a chair to clean half of the house until the derailer cuts him off. Lesnar gets the chair, decks everybody, leaving Team Lesnar to stand alone to end this episode of SmackDown. There you go. John Cena is officially a face. But he's not officially on Team Angle yet. 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 Um, overall, then, episode of SmackDown. Thoughts? It was a good episode. Um, obviously, I think Raw won again this week. Um, better matches, better story building, I thought, on Raw. Yeah. Smackdown's Ultimate Dragon with a number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight title and he's skipping over that now. That's what I suppose because Vincent is that busy with his Buried Alive stuff like it's always been the case with Vince on Smackdown uh, because Vince is involved in far too much Smackdown TV. Uh, is anyone actually paying attention to anything else? To remember? But it is only Vincent. last week so Vince fucking isn't. Um, right. We have one, one left. One, of one row, one Smackdown. The uh, segues to Survivor Series. Is it going to be a full sweep a for Raw? clean sweep for Raw. That's ne I don't think you've ever given Raw this much fucking praise in any episode ever. No. Especially considering how bad the single brand pay-per-views have been for Oh, fucking hell yeah. The next one should be fucking better than WrestleMania. What's the next one? Vengeance. Uh, Armageddon. Yeah. That should be amazing. Bit of news then coming out of SmackDown, Michael. Uh, WB have posted the following on their website. Michael Lockwood has passed away. World Wrestling Entertainment is saddened by the loss of Michael Lockwood, known professionally as Crash Holly. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Michael's friends and family. According to Dave Meltzer, uh, the report is that Crash was found dead this afternoon in the home of Stephen Richards uh, in Florida. Speculation is may have choked on his own vomit. Crash was 34 years old. Jesus Fucking Christ. horrible, that, isn't it? Granted, he got... Um, we spoke about this uh, a couple of months ago, wasn't it, when yeah. we mentioned about Crash and... Uh, it was nice to see Crash in our timeline. Because mm. um, obviously his Crash had his peak in the Attitude Era. Um, but to be at 34, obviously, he got released by WWE. he go to TNA for a very small amount of time. I don't even remember uh, TNA. I was like, it's was, it was like Mad Mike Lockwood or something like that. He was like playing a crazy character. Very, very Crash-esque yeah. character. Um, but to, to pass away at 34 of what looks That's like horrible. a drug overdose. Fucking horrible, that, isn't it? Absolutely, and what a horrible month! Stu Hart, Hawk, and Crash Holly. Okay. What a horrible fucking month! Horrible month. They always say it comes in threes, doesn't it? Oh, that, that fucking unfortunately, yeah. Um, also, we had um, a message from TNA president Dixie Carter. Familiar with that woman? It's vaguely, yeah. yeah. Regarding Lex Luger. It's two thousand and three. Remember. <laughs> 
It is rare that TNA ever responds to media, no matter how off it may be from fact. But we strongly be believe it is appropriate at this time to address what is being said about Lex Luger appearing on our November the 12th pay-per-view telecast. Well, if you remember, like, that three-hour pay-per-view they had planned relied on Hogan's availability. <laughs> TNA, obsessed with the old stars Obs yeah. since 2003. Obsessed with anybody. TNA is about opportunity for wrestlers new and established. For the fans, TNA provides a weekly program that showcases today's hottest talent, introduces the stars of tomorrow, and provides the opportunity to re-experience wrestling icons. Since its inception, TNA has paid homage to NWA legends who have led the foundation for our company. As far as TNA talent is considered, we would not be more proud of our entire roster who give their heart and soul week after week to build this special group. We believe in being compassionate and giving guys a chance. From now on, incredibly talented young men to veterans who may need lifting up when they may need to change their lives. Surrounded by a man with a kind of environment we enjoy backstage at TNA can only be considered a very good thing. We are so basically, she's saying they're signing Lex Luger. I used to like that. Um, was it about giving guys a chance, young and old, uh, looking need lifted up? Scott yeah. Hall <laughs> Jeff Jarrett Kevin Nash uh, when our talent approaches management and recommends giving someone opportunity we listen and that is the case with Lex Luger as well as others the success of bringing Lex to TNA won't be measured with pay-per-view buys it'll be measured by what a man does with the opportunity given uh, no I'd, I'd probably say it'd be measured by pay-per-view buys yeah that's how you build your company up yeah um so, yeah, are you excited about Lex Luger facing Scott Hall in I'm TNA? excited about Lex Luger in 96. <laughs> are excited about Lex Luger in 93? And it also appears that Matt Morgan was originally set to head over to Raw, but Br Bruce Pritchard and Dave Lagana were able to change those plans after pulling some strings and managed to bring him in early to the SmackDown brand. Some people backstage are questioning management's choice to stick Morgan in a group with guys like Brock Lesnar, Nathan Jones and The Big Show. Not only do the other men's of Morgan's team make him look a lot smaller, but Matt will most likely have to job during Team Angle vs Team Lesnar elimination match, which many believe won't be helpful in Matt Morgan's career. He's a new guy. He's, he's got a job. Well, he wasn't. It depends how they want to go with it because if they're going to go with this being uh, team angle to win, then they're all going to have the job. Yeah. One team's got to do the job. One team's got to do the JLB no matter what. Right then, so shall we get on to our final episode of Monday Night Raw before Survivor Series? See if it's going to be a clean sweep. It's November the 10th. We are at the Fleet Centre in Boston, Massachusetts. Do you want to know our attendance? It is 6,000. It's the double, double, Smackdown. double what Smackdown had. Wow. Uh, the commentators, as always, well done, lads. are JR and the King. Um, Lita comes out to get things going. Why have they given Lita a mic? I don't have fucking... Because you're probably good with... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, she talks about how coming back was a big deal, but winning the title back on Sunday will be even bigger. Q Triple H to JR saying, who does he think he is? Well, who, will, who else would be coming out to Triple H's music, JR? Uh, Triple H, he got Evolution to join him as well. Lita asks if there's anything that she can help him with, and Triple H asks Orton for a dollar. Unless she plans on getting naked and dancing for that dollar, she can leave right now. She should have took the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's the same dollar that he offered Booker T. Probably. To get him a towel. 
You just can't get rid of this same doll who just keeps carrying around. With Lita gone, Triple H shows us a clip of Batista returning and breaking Goldberg's ankle. Triple H makes a lot of threats about Sunday, but here's Steve Austin to interrupt. Austin doesn't want to hear this, but Triple H accuses him of trying to have one last Stone Cold moment before he's fired. With Lita gone, Triple H shows us a clip of Batista returning and breaking Goldberg's ankle. Triple H makes a lot of threats about Sunday, but here's Steve Austin to interrupt. Austin doesn't want to hear this, but Triple H accuses him of trying to have one last Stone Cold moment before he's fired. Tell you what, it's nostalgic because hell seen Triple H and Austin face off. Isn't it just? I was thinking exactly the same, especially a, a promo time when they're both at the, at the height of... Because obviously Triple H has got his own shit going on. Yeah. Austin's got his own shit going on as well. They're both at the, the intensity is so it's high. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, insults about Sunday's Elimination Chamber are made until Austin asks Triple H if he's planning on wrestling tonight. Triple H hadn't planned on doing so, so Austin tells him to get out. And a brawl is teased and Austin says that he can do it, in, but in six days. For now though, security can come out and escort Triple H out of the building. From now though, security, they come out and escort Triple H out of the building. Triple H says he's leaving on his own and threatens to sue if he's harmed at all. Well, Austin's right. I mean, if you're an active wrestler, you should be there to wrestle. I agree. Obviously, Austin's not there to wrestle because he's the general manager. Yeah. And obviously, the backstage interviewers are there to backstage interview. Triple H should be there to wrestle. Yeah, I agree. Then let me ask you a question, Triple H. You come out here, you're all dressed up. Were you planning on wrestling tonight? Nope. The singles match? Nope. Tag match? Nada. Cage match? Nothing. Then why don't you get your ass out of here? What? What do you mean? Let's say I don't, Austin. What you gonna do about it? Oh boy, here we go! Austin's not gonna do anything. Just like I said last week, Austin's a coward! Ooh, no. You know, thank God I only gotta take his crap for six more days. Because after Survivor Series, I'm going to deal with each one of your sorry asses. So since you're doing no good for me tonight, I'd like to have security come down and escort Triple H from the building. Security? Bring me some security down here. What? Wait a minute. We're escorted out of the building, and that's the bottom line. Stone Cold Sipso. You mean because Triple H is not going to run through here tonight? They're calling you out? That's exactly what it means. Austin takes the border rocker, can't do it himself. But if his team wins the Survivor Series, we'll see the old Rattlesnake back. Triple H is being escorted and will be escorted right out of the Fleet Center here tonight in Boston. Well, he hasn't been escorted yet. Austin! Austin! I'm going to leave, but not because you told me to. I'm going to leave because I want to. And let me tell each and every one of you something. On this card is a number to my lawyer. You guys lay a hand on any one of us, and I will sue each and every one of your asses. Sue them? 
Pretentiously oriented, isn't he? Well, that's right. You know how these security guards like to throw their weight around? Well, Triple H is leaving the Fleet Center, but he will be at the Survivor Series. Well, he's only leaving because he wants to, JR. I heard him. I heard him. Well, Randy Orton will stay because he's got John Michael tonight. Batista will stay because he will collide with the injured world's heavyweight champion, Goldberg King, tonight. Oh, what a Monday Night Raw this is going to be, JR. The slumber knock a rip all over. Overall thoughts and overall segment? Opening segment, I thought... Yeah, I thought it was quite dragged out. It was a long time. Ten minutes was a lot yeah. for what it needed to achieve out of that segment. Um, it would have been nice for Triple H and Austin to have gone at it, though. Would, Start throwing like, a few hands. Triple H time to like, cross the line. But again, Triple H knew a lot yeah, about lines. Definitely. Size of that news. definitely. <laughs> uh, in the back, we see Team Bischoff. They're laughing at Austin, but here's Team Austin to insult them right back. And the matches are imminent. You can just feel it tonight. It's going to break down. It's going to be... Team Austin versus Team Bischoff all night, isn't Yeah, it? that's what it's going to be. Up first, yeah. Rob Van Dam versus Christian for the IC title. Whoa! For the IC title. Uh, it was just another one of the matches. Five-star retains and another match where Rob Van Dam, he just didn't look like he cared. We don't care about this match. We've seen it 20,000 million times. <laughs> we go to a restaurant. I don't know if it's Nando's, but Shane McMahon, he sat there at a table for two. Maybe Linda's meeting him. Maybe some dinner date. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe Vince is joining him. Maybe Vince is joining him. Maybe Kane's going to join him. Why would you go for dinner with Why your would you go for rival? Di- Why would you go for dinner with your rival? I wonder. We see Coach in a Yankees jersey with, and he comes out with something to say and he gets in Lillian's face and says he's replacing her for losing her chair. Um, the one that Christian picked up in the last match. So he took uh, he took Lillian's chair straight away. And up next, it's La Resistance versus Hurricane and Rosie. Superheroes versus the anti-Americans. Well, every hero needs a villain. Well, every hero needs a villain, I suppose. But Conway, he must, be, he must have jumped into Time Machine, come to the future, listened to the podcast and gone back. Because he's actually wearing Team Colours now. He's wearing Team Colours. I told you it would change eventually. Um, Finally. It took him long enough. Swinging Netbreaker, uh, of all things, ends Hurricane. Uh, I don't know where that new yeah. finish could. Why not use the old like, Resistance finisher? The Bonsoir. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Um, it, La Resistance are getting better. They are getting better. Mm. There's still nothing to the characters. They're just... It's Vince getting it's, out... It's anti-American. It's like Vince getting out his anger to the rest of the fucking world through these I Hate America gimmicks. Yeah. Um, replacing Conway with Grognier, it does work. It is working a bit better. Conway is a bit better than Sylvan, but it's still for Just. me. It's still as green as grass. Green as grass. Uh, Terry, she's worried about having to wrestle tonight, but Lita says it's going to be fine. And Bischoff comes in to tell Terry to go find something less appropriate to wear to the ring. As for Lita, she needs to get ready to play ball once Austin's gone. As usual, this doesn't feel right from Bischoff. So we've got Bischoff on Raw, Raw and SmackDown. I swear it's the same guy writing the whole shit. It must be. Eamon's trying to rape Wilson. Bishop's, Bishop's trying to fucking rape Terry. McMahon's against the Brothers of Destruction. Tag team against tag team with all your fucking rest of your roster. Yeah. Survivor Series is split down the middle with Raw and SmackDown proper fucking replicating each other. You got the tag Cruiserweight Championship match. Just got a guy with some backup. That's the Cruiserweight the title. Man. The Cruiserweight title is, is Raw's Divas match. That's what that is. 
And then no, you've I compared got it to Goldberg. You compared it to Goldberg Triple H. Triple H and Jerry both got back up. Yeah. Jay, Noble and Goldberg going solo. To Jerry Spitz missed Triple H Spitz water. Because <laughs> <laughs> you imagine to Jerry just doing that on his entrance, just gets all excited over you. Spitz missed it in there. He fucking landed and blinds himself. <laughs> Schoolboy by Noble <laughs> Game over Jericho we see him firing up Team Bischoff Owen comes in and says he'll save the day on Sunday The team isn't convinced Long That's one cocky cracker <laughs> Valvinus He sneaks, sneaks his two women into the locker room And one of them gets to see Lance Storm in the shower And she looks rather so impressed Lance has got a Lance Yeah Lance is packing heat But what a, what a good friend Val is I mean, he, he sorts you out He always has though But he, he's like he looks at them both like, tells the hotter one, you can have Lance. What a good friend. Mark, yeah, but the Val, big man. Yeah, but Vance, he's already had her, probably <laughs> yeah. twice, in a film. He's already been Early there. that day. Oh, yeah. Five minutes of the right corner. Just getting ready. We're having a warm-up. We cut back to Nando's, and Shane's ready to order his chicken in a basket and his chips and his spicy rice. But he says he's got a guest coming, so he'll wait. And JR frantically worries who the guest will be. Hmm, 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 I wonder. Right, I can usually tolerate JR being a thick fuck, but this is beyond the realms of tolerable. Right, you, we all know it's going to be Kane. Up next, Divas Division. New debut in ring on our Art Era podcast journey of one Terry Goldust Runnels teaming with Lita against Molly Holly and Gail Kim. Mm. Coach announces that Lita and Terry are a combined weight of £310 to annoy JR even more. Uh, Terry's in a dress and starts for whatever reason with Gail planting her with a side slam. Lola's freaking out all over the place seeing Terry's underwear and it's off to Molly for more beatings. But JR figures out that it's obvious about Shane's guest as Terry makes a comeback and brings in Lita. Not that it matters as Molly sends her into Gail, grabs her with the ropes for the victory. Is that how they're going to build the real title match? No, but they, they, kind of, they were building that as like Bischoff versus Austin but in the Divas division. That the women Lita versus control. Gail. It was bullshit. And then have Molly interfere with something. Exactly. And up next is a rematch from Unforgiven as it's Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels, but Flair isn't here tonight and all the teammates are barred from ringside. Um, as raw caliber matches go, this is one of the probably, I'd say, the best we had this month. Yeah, definitely. You agreeing? Yeah. I think... The only problem with this, there was far too many rest holds. Standard TV. That's how, that's how you get... No, but that's what we've always said, though. You've got standard TV's rest holes. Pay-per-views have two or three rest holes. Standard TV has ten because you need them seven that in a pay-per-view would be big spots. Yeah. And I think that's where that's where it differs. Uh, but standard TV match, really, in, in, the, great for TV. in the element of... Going back to what we said a bit ago about Vince getting everyone to tone it down a bit. It wasn't fancy-dancy, Sean, but it was fancy enough, Sean. Uh, and it helped Orton. I think this match was probably one of Orton's better matches. Um, but it obviously it's six days before Orton's biggest match. Yeah. Like Orton definitely. for me is team captain on Bischoff. If you look at everybody else that's on there with how they're portraying Orton yeah. on TV, I'd see him as team that captain. Um, but yeah, short, uh, switching music gets the victory for Shawn Michaels. Orton wasn't going to get the win against Shawn on, uh, on TV. Not in a million years. Like, you can go over on, on the pay view. Because that's for the story, but for TV, I'm exactly, going to Exactly. We come back to Nando's and Shane O's eating some breadsticks. And here comes Kane. Uh, they glare at him for a bit, but until Shane promises that Sunday will be their last fight. This has killed the Kane character for me. Um, you see him in street clothes, he's, 
in a fancy restaurant. What's the point? Yeah. What was the point of all this? Uh, I don't know. You're like, Shane. It was like a sit down promo, wasn't it? But in a restaurant. Was Shane trying to just channel his inner Godfather fantasy or something? Maybe. Uh, Keynes, he asked how Linda's doing. Um, He says that he electrocuted Shane's bollocks so Shane could never have kids. And Kane goes, Did I succeed? Uh, Kane doesn't know love, so Shane must know pain. Shane says Kane is pathetic instead of evil. He knows Kane is scared and everyone, even Kane's brother, knows it. On Sunday, he's been put out of his misery. Shane leaves, thankfully paying uh, his bill on the way out, which I thought was quite nice. a $100 bill. Yeah, it's a good tip. That, that Nando's kid is having a good night tonight on the town. Um, in a word, though, that was fucking bullshit, that segment. So that's why I asked you here. For the next six days, I want you to really think about what we're going to do to one another this Sunday. Because this Sunday, you and I are going at this for the very last time. You know damn well that whichever one of us is going to get thrown in that ambulance, that person's not coming back. Can you have pushed me beyond my breaking point? I have no more compassion. I have no more remorse for you. I am void of human emotion. Look at me. And I will stop at nothing. How's your mother, Shane? You know, your calmness right now reminds me so much of Linda before I smashed her head into a steel girder. Yeah. I can still remember the sound that her skull made. I can barely hear it over the screams, but, but I heard it. Since you're being so open here, Shane, I have a little confession to make. Do you want to know why I tried to electrocute you a while back? I wanted to make sure that you never had the pleasure of having a child. I wanted to ensure that whenever you and that pretty little wife of yours wanted to start a family, you'd think of me. Just out of curiosity, Shane, did I succeed? (laughs) You know, you say you have no human emotion, no remorse. I've been that way since I was born. Unlike you, Shane, I've never felt compassion. You know love, I don't. I am a monster whose only happiness is derived from making others suffer. And this Sunday, you will suffer. And Shane, you're going to find out that for all your guts and for all your bravado, you cannot stop pure evil. You're not evil. You're pathetic. You say you're a monster, you know what I say? I say you're a self-pitying son of a bitch. Okay, you can live in reality. You can live in this world if you want to, but you choose not to. And that's because you're afraid. I can see it. You're afraid. I know it. Deep down, you know it. I dare say, even your brother knows it. So, Kane, whatever you have bottled up inside, whatever fear you have boiling up inside you, I promise you this. This Sunday at Survivor Series, 
put you out of your misery. Yeah. Absolutely bullshit. Wasn't needed. Because you said uh, what it ring, one on Titan Show. Exactly. Uh, more Team Austin versus Team Bischoff shenanigans as the Dudleys against the Stein, Steiner and Mark Henry. Uh, it was long, slow, boring. I don't know any more words I can use to describe it. Uh, what, you, what would you expect, though, from Steiner and Henry teaming together? It's not much you can do when Henry's probably um, the better option of the two. Yeah, uh, exactly. And Diva and Bubba aren't miracle workers. No, they, they can do a decent match, but they can't... They're not, this is never going to be a three and a half star match. No, no, nothing at all. Uh, Steiner, it ends with the uh, shenanigans as Steiner brings in the chairs as uh, uh, 3D uh, is trying to be put on Mark Henry. Post-match, Henry and Steiner destroy the Dudleys. But, you know, why was Henry wearing that white singlet? I mean, I don't, it doesn't look good in that white singlet. Patch on his back. Yeah. My, no wonder they didn't go for 3D fishing. Picking all sweat off that. Oh, could you imagine? He's, uh, Mark Henry's gear, though, he's always had the tightest of latex, though, hasn't he? In every form, yeah. in every Mark Henry form, it's always been the same gear, just a different variation of the colour or the style or the design. That's why you should just stick to black. Yeah. You just have whatever colour trim you want on there, but stick to black so yeah. you're not having sweat patches. We see a uh, clip of LeBron James in the front row from last week. Yeah, point being why... Because this week, some New England Patriots are here. USA! USA! Oh, isn't that Grunk? Mojo Raleigh's best mate. Is he? I don't know. I just always imagine the New England Patriots to all dress like the Patriot. They all come out wearing Patriot masks and be waving what? the flags and that. You're proper. I expect them all to be Mr. America's. Yeah. yeah. A backstage worker brings Jericho some water, but he yells at her for taking too long. Uh, Trish Strauss pops in and doesn't like what she saw, so Jericho has to apologise. They actually agreed to go on a date. I wonder if it's to the same restaurant as Shane. Um, I love how we only get a little bit of this every week and it's taking time for it to slowly Yeah, how build, long is it going to take build, you to pull me? Build. I love yeah. it. I think it's brilliant. Um, like I don't. I think the bet for the actual dollar bill isn't till after. I think it's a couple of weeks' time. It's, uh, it's after Survivor. It's definitely after. Uh, I think it's after Armageddon. Is it not even like building up to the Rumble? Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's ages away, yeah. It's, this story is brilliant. I was just got, got so many different steps and angles it takes. Booker T is reading WWE Unscripted with John Heidenreich. Apparently, John wants to get a copy for Little Johnny for Christmas. Uh, someone knocks on the door, but there's only a note saying, addressed to Booker saying, I still remember. Goldust. Hulk Hogan. When he said he was coming for you. N word. <laughs> N word. Uh, it's probably going to be Goldie. It's got to be Goldie. It's got to be Goldie. Uh, up next, Booker T versus Chris Jericho. More Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. See, this one I can get with because I don't think we've had a big match with Jericho and Booker, have we? No, we've not had a, certainly not had a pay-per-view match with them either and not had a big long-run storyline. only time they were in a pay-per-view match together was the First Chamber. Yeah. And Public but, Rumble. And um, Survivor Series, uh, winner takes all in 01. Jericho would have been Team WWE. Yeah. And Invasion. Booker T was on uh, oh, yeah. WCW. So, yeah, loads of times. <laughs> um, but then again, you know. Yeah, it, it was just another victim of time again because they're trying to fit in all yeah, these Austin versus Bischoff McMahon matches every week. Too short for these two guys. And they? surprisingly, Booker T gets the win with a fucking spinning roll up into the crucifix out of the corner. Yeah. Um, crucifix got a win. 
another. Yeah, but that's again, it's showing that these wins can happen in Survivor Series matches. Yeah. Uh, Which is what it needs to do. Yeah, definitely. Post match, Jericho puts in the walls, but the rest of Team Bischoff come in for the beatdown. Uh, Team Austin make the save and take care of Coach for running his mouth a little too much. Standard operating procedure. It was basic, except the heels come out, the faces come out. It's exactly what you'd happen. Why did RVD run out solo, though? Because it's RVD and probably he was still tooting on his bong, really, when they were all off. And he's like, I'll be two minutes and come in. And come in. Main event time. Raw ends this month with Goldberg versus Batista. We've got the wet dream team on SmackDown and the fucking wet main event on Raw. Uh, Non-title, obviously. Goldberg with a broken ankle. Doesn't even take the title off before Gorilla pressing Batista without too much effort. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant, that. Um, it, there wasn't much height on it because obviously he's hurt. Uh, Batista heads outside and grabs the leg to ram it into the apron. A shot into the post makes things even worse and a spine buster plants Goldberg. A spear though cuts Batista in half. But here's Triple H for the quick DQ. A massive schmoz. Triple H gets pedigree in. Goes to the sledgehammer. But that allows Goldberg to spear him. Hammer shot to Batista sends Triple H bailing to end the show. Triple H was, was thrown out of this arena here in Boston earlier tonight. No, wait a minute. What's he doing now, JR? He's out this here eternal chair. Goldberg has already suffered a fate of... The cerebral assassin, the sadistic bastard, is gonna. Oh my God! Oh, good God Almighty! You've got to. No! No! This! This is too much! I've been, I've been dreading this all night. I had a bad feeling. He's gonna finish Goldberg off. It's too much. He's shattering the Triple H about to shatter the ankle. Triple H just got shattered. Right the. Oh my gosh! Triple H with a low blow. Goldberg with a reprieve. Down goes the game. Game over. Spear delivered. I can't believe my eyes. And when you see Goldberg on one leg, delivering the uh oh. Look out, David's got the sledgehammer. Oh, the sledgehammer. Back to the lower abdomen of Batista. And the game getting the hell out of here. that overall episode of Raw was absolutely fucking wank yep not gonna lie I think the highlight I was probably Orton HBK definitely yes as I said I think that was probably the best match of the whole uh, month's worth of Raw yeah. um, because probably that, since um, HBK Jericho it had a bit of reasoning do you know he had a bit of it it was the rematch from Unforgiven it was another step of Randy Orton's career but the rest of it, it was, was Mark Henry against main eventers 
Triple H being married and fucking off coming back, fucking off coming back, being injured, fucking off coming back. Uh, Batista's return, which has ended in... I wanted Batista to get a clean win over Goldberg. I know that won't have happened or because... even the dirty win. Even the dirty, but at least a one, two, three. Like Triple H comes down, distracts the referee. Exactly. Batista with Sledgehammer to Ed. Exactly. And, and then Batista... To be called Batista bomb. Yeah. The, 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 the bomb that's not Batista bomb. Uh, so yeah, no, definitely. But overall then, Raw as an episode. Best moments that we were put... As I said, uh, the HPK Orton match. Yeah. Um, I think that was... Because that helped because it was not only a rematch, but it also had... There was a lot of elements in there of the build-up to Unforgiven. Mm. So there was a lot of reasoning for Orton and Shawn Michaels to be together. Like, for me, a lot of it was spent with uh, Mark Henry against big guys. Yeah. Um, that, that last episode with, let's get every men- member of Team Austin, every member of Team Bischoff, in some form of one-on-one tag team match. I don't know. I would have preferred to have more backstage segments and... I think that was... It's a I weird one more, because SmackDown were asking for more wrestling. That gave me too much because there was like 10 matches, but all minute here, a minute there. That episode of Raw felt like Attitude Era. I don't agree with that. But I think Raw peaked at the start of this month. Yeah, Batista's and it's gone downhill since. Destroying Goldberg, and then it only just won last week, I think, or week before. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, a bit of news coming out of the final row. The continued push for Mark Henry has not been well received, apparently, backstage from many of the Raw brand superstars, especially Bubba Ray Dudley, because he probably wanted that, that spot on the roster of the big fat one. <laughs> Most people believe that Henry is, lo- is a lost cause and that he's making superstars who are forced to job to him look bad in the ring. Mark Henry has had several attempted pushes since debuting around 96. His biggest success was his sexual chocolate gimmick when he teamed up with former superstar D'Lo Brown. Yeah, it was. I agree, but... D'Lo is Rubblehead. But if they driving put enough... Sh- driving Henry and Chad around. If they put enough effort into Mark Henry 2003 that they did in Mark Henry Hall of Pain 2011, it could have worked. Yeah. Had him, have him tearing great. through. Have him tearing through. He, he, give him the rocket that they tied to Goldberg, tie that to Mark Henry, have him destroy the rock. Do you have him do that? Yeah. We could have pushed Mark Henry because then you, would, you could have had a, got a throwback to the nation. Do you know what I mean? You could have gone Rock versus Mark Henry and gone and gone that way with it. Yeah, that would have been a good feud to send Rock away with. No, definitely. I, I, I think so, anyway. Um, Lance Storm, he's still suffering from a pain in his back, which is why he hasn't been used on Raw last night and only showed up briefly in one segment on the show. It is unknown at this time how serious the injury is or if he will require time off from the ring to heal. Gutted. Yeah. Gutted. I really am. I thought I'd, I've enjoyed Lance Storm. Oh, He's not the, boring. Res- the resurgence. Gold does help. some moves. Yeah. Wait. Lance Storm is one of the greatest in-ring technicians known to fucking man. That simple. right? So anytime to see Lance Hands Storm down, in the definitely. ring, he's brilliant. Um, and it's just a shame that he has got injured because I think that maybe Storm would have been one they would have gone with on Team Austin. Yeah. And as Storm probably the push him to ultimate face. IC title. The ultimate face, yeah. Or challenge for it at least. No, definitely. Uh, and also, many superstars on the Raw brand are semi-upset about the push of Randy Orton. Um, they feel that Orton hasn't earned it the way that the guys like John Cena have, and that the only reason he's getting a push is because he's Triple H's protege. And many believe that Triple H is working to groom Orton so that the two can feud with each other at some point in 2004. So, Triple H is a fortune teller. Correct! Yeah, 
Well, I think they're trying to say he's Orton probably got to be where he is because of who his daddy is. Well, that's how he started. Yeah. That's how everybody started. Look at your Bray Wyatt's of the world when he was Husky Harris. He only got his fucking foot in because his dad was IRS. So many. Ted DiBiase. Curtis Axel only got his foot in because his dad was Mr. Perfect. And Cody. Charlotte. Yeah. She would have only got her foot in because she was Charlotte Flair. It's that simple. It's Cody, exactly. His brother. Go with Goldust back in the day. Well, yeah. Goldust with only, Dustin Runnels only got a go because of who his dad was. It's that simple. It's how it works. If you were that good in your day, well, we've got to have a look at your genes. Bulldog Let's have son. a look at your spawn. I thought Bulldog's son, I would have him back tomorrow, me. I think David mm. Art Smith or mm. Harry Smith, whoever he goes by these days, British Bulldog Junior, I think he is now. Um, fuck it, it was Even Tyson Kidd. Great yeah. tag team. Are you ready then for the final stop before Survivor Series? Yeah. It is smack of the down. It's November the 13th, 2003. We're in the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Your attendance is five and a half thousand. It's gone wow. up. It's gone up. It's double nearly from last That's week. Nearly as much as Raw. Nearly as much as Raw. It's the go-home show for Survivor Series. So that means it is time for a bunch of matches to set up Sunday's elimination match. Uh, just like fucking so Raw. Ten matches again. I imagine so. Later tonight we are going to get Brock Lesnar and the Big Show versus Chris Benoit and the fifth member. We're going to get Kurt Angle versus Nathan Jones to kick off the show though. As Jones has Matt Morgan in his corner, but he's ejected before the music even turns fucking off. So does the ref tell him, back to OVW with you? Back to OVW with you. Because I think, don't, it, that, what happens? That's exactly what fucking happens. They've called him up just for a big man. That's all they want him for. Uh, Kurt gets the ankle slam and the ankle lock, but Morgan comes back in for the DQ. Uh, Angle was trying as hard as he could here, but it's clear that Nathan Jones is still very limited. But it does show that Kurt can actually wrestle a tree. Oh, he can wrestle anybody. <laughs> he wrestle can wrestle fucking a tree. anybody. Um, but yeah, I don't know, mate. What if what that match could have been if it wasn't Angle and if it was uh, Benoit? Uh, maybe a bit more intensity from Morgan uh, from Jones. I don't know. Yeah, is, he's supposed to be the beast. Is it of the Bogger style? Really, is it just the style of Angle didn't fit well with Jones for Jones to look good? But Jones just looks shit. Jones, he really does. And uh, we get a beat down until. Wait a minute! That's hardcore Holly's steel chair! The skull! Chair to Nathan Jones! Hardcore Holly is back with a vengeance! Hardcore Holly makes his triumphant <coughs> return with a chair for the save. Holly wants Lesnar right now, but gets nobody. No, because he's not cleared to return yet. After the break, Holly is still hunting for Lesnar, but Paul Heyman threatens to suspend him if he doesn't calm down. Heyman begs him to leave tonight because he's not medically cleared until Sunday. Holly eventually leaves. Um, so, yeah, there's your fifth man. Team Angle is sorted. Team Lesnar's fifth man. They wanted Cena. They got A-Train. Team Angle's fifth man. Hardcore Holly. Fucking spark plug. <laughs> Fucking Thurman. Remember when he first came on and he was Thurman spark plug Holly? Got him called Thurman. Fucking Thurman. Uh, so yeah, Holly, hardcore, main event. Thoughts? Uh, um, can we go back to Raw? On the, on the same week that his on-screen cousin passed away, his, the other cousin is getting pushed into the main event. What a weird fucking time. 
at least his other cousin, female cousins doing all right. Molly, yeah? I wonder if at any point now during this return of Holly and... Because I can't remember if it did happen of Hardcore Holly and Molly Holly. I wonder if they do ever have any... Maybe Rumble? Yeah, maybe a crossover where they're like... Not a, not a Remember Crash, but a Remember Crash. And with V1. Yeah. I wonder if V1, anything happens... Because we've not had a video for... Is that maybe because there's still a bit of uncertainty surrounding his death? Maybe. That it's Stephen Richards, it on TV. drugs. It's all that. Is that could be, maybe. I would guess so. Mm. Uh, we see Sable and Vince. They're looking at the WB24 book with uh, pictures of Vince's dog. Vince isn't interested because he has a headache, but a picture of Undertaker makes him angry. He talks about a dream where he was watching maggots eat his dead body, but he wound up eating them. Then he couldn't move, and he laid there in stench until he ate him again and again in a continuous loop. Eventually, he woke up to smell the same stench because he'd soiled himself. Vince, what does that even mean? It means that Vin wrote, Vince wrote that segment and doesn't even understand why this feud is like has is really bad. <laughs> this feud could have been so much better. I really it believe because you've got over you've got over a decade. Last week the they were wait. So we had week one. We decided on the match. Week two, we wanted him raped by terrorists. Week three, he thought he were God, and they were demanding a higher power. Week four, he's now in this infamous loop of e, him eating maggots and him shitting and maggots eating that, then him eating the shit maggots. <laughs> this is so cute. Come on, look at this great picture of you and your dog, I Ruckus. I got a lot on my mind. Come on, Sable. I know, but just look. Look how cute he is. Come on, you have to remember when he was a puppy, how sweet. Oh, yeah. He's a hell of a dog, Ruckus. You know, he kind of reminds me of you. So cute. Look at that face. Yeah. Yep. I like to play with him. He's kind of a tough dog. This. You show me this book, huh? You show me this book. I'm all I've got on my mind. I did mean for you to see that. I'm sorry. Look, I know that deep down in my soul, I know I'm protected by a higher power. I know that. But last night I had this nightmare. I was dead. Yet my brain was alive. It's like I'd been buried and, and, and I first heard these gnawing-like sounds. And I realized it was the maggots. I realized the maggots were eating my flesh, trying to enter my body. And they all came rushing up to my head and poured through my eye sockets. And he, they ate my eyeballs, and then I tried not to with all of my might, but I swallowed a oh, gaggle of these damn maggots. And, and they then went down to my abdomen and began to eat my insides. And finally, I was able to excrete them, and I rid them from my body. And but the stench was overbearing, it was horrible. And then I realized I, I couldn't move. I, I just laid there in that stench. And then the maggots began to eat 
that fetid feces, and as soon as they did that, they started crawling back up toward my head. They poured right through my eye sockets again, and the process went over and over and, and on and on again. Oh, God. And then finally, I, I awakened in, the, in a start and realized it was just a dream. That's all it was. It was just a nightmare. But then the, there was that stench. And, and then when I was in bed, I looked down and I had soiled myself. I don't know what this means. I don't know what it means. What does this mean? See, they've got 12 years worth of material to work with. And this is what they decide to fucking go in. We did it. They could have called back to... The teddy bear. They could have turned back to where it to, Stephanie. They could have turned back to anywhere. Or uh, December 2001, when uh, Undertaker turned heel. Oh. Yeah. When he was, where he made JR kiss his, kiss his uh, Vince McMahon's before, ass. Before his era. Yeah. No. We go to this. I'm in an infinite loop and I'm a crazy man. We see Jamie Noble. He comes out to call out to Jerry before Survivor Series. Tadgers actually comes out, but the goons now named Akio and Sakoda follow him from the beatdown. Rey Mysterio runs in for the save, though, and clears the ring. So up next. So Rey and Noble are friends now. It seems that way, as they are teaming against Akio and Sakoda. Uh, thoughts on uh, our new entrance into Yakuza. the Cruiserweight division? Yakuza. Uh, well, if that's what we want to call them. Uh, yeah. Well, shall we... we uh, shall we rename them? <laughs> so, we have a new Japanese stable in the wonderful world of Smack of the Down. The WB and the writers wanted to call it Yakuza. Tajiri, being legit Japanese, is like, no, actually, and you smart. can't do that. And smart, because that's the mafia. And if we piss them off, we could choppy, die. Choppy, choppy, pee-pee. So, we have the team of Tajiri, Akio, and Sokoda. We have three Japanese guys. Rename them. Rename them. We'll put that out on social media after this. You did it with the Bashams. You did it with uh, the La Resistance. La Resistance. You did it with Team Angle. Do it again with these. And please, I beg you, be as offensive as possible. We won't... We won't complain. <laughs> Get the heat off us on somebody else for a minute. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts on the in-ring of Akio and Skoda. Hiya! <laughs> yeah, very ninja. <laughs> very ninja. But, you know, it's good to see that actually getting... Giving them time now. Yeah. Uh, the end of the match, Tajiri comes in, kick to the head, giving Akio the victory, but the referee doesn't notice that Akio's feet are under the ropes. Yeah, so that shouldn't have counted. Shouldn't have counted. Shouldn't have counted. Um, that was a dirty pin. But as uh, SmackDown's tag team division, as we mentioned, needs a bit more oomph in it, Akio and Sakoda, a new tag yeah. team, could be down. Could be, could work. Could work. These two versus... Uh, the Guerreros. The Guerreros or Team, team Angle. Angle. Oh, it's got potential, hasn't it? Too cool. Oh, fucking too cool 2.0. God, it's got potential. Where is too cool 2.0? We've not seen them since they, they returned. They returned on week one. We've not seen them since. They're back having a dance. <laughs> Just an infinite loop of them dancing. They're stuck. They're stuck with Scotty too high, constantly doing that to Rikishi and putting the glasses on him. 
Uh, Eddie and Chavo, they're in the back when, when a detective comes in. Eddie's wife's sister has been in a horrible accident in El Paso, so Eddie has to leave. Chavo isn't happy with this because they're tag team title matches tonight, but Eddie glares at him and Chavo calms down. Well, yeah. I mean, your, your wife's sister's been in an accident. You probably need to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just his wife's sister as well. Like, it will be, even if it's not direct blood, it will be Chavo's step at it. Auntie-in-law or something like yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? It will be family. Shouldn't you both want to go? Yeah. Post-break. La Familia. La Familia. Post-break, Charvo goes to Paul Heyman, who postpones the title match until Survivor Series. For tonight, though, Charvo has to have a handicap match. And Shaniqua accuses Charvo of not having any cojones, and the match is made. Survivor Series hasn't won more match. It was a bit uh, facey, though, with Heyman to say, yeah, you can have your match next week. You can have your week. match next week. I'll move it. That's fine. Don't problem. Uh, yeah, maybe he's only heels when he when he doesn't like you. Maybe he's got no problem well, with you know, Charvo and, and Eddie. Were Eddie and Charvo in ECW one bit? They were. Uh, I don't know Eddie was. Eddie was, yeah, definitely. Um, we go to the graveyard where The Undertaker is there saying that Vince is the one that has to pay. Sunday is Vince's day of reckoning and he'll become another victim. Undertaker talks about the people he's destroyed, but none of them have wanted his wife to be raped or his children kidnapped. Um, DDP. Keep in mind that this is once coming from The Undertaker who once kidnapped Vince's daughter and tried to force her to become his wife in a demonic wedding. And DDP. DDP stalked his wife. DDP stalked his wife, wanted to rape her. He wanted to, yeah. Double standards there, Mark. Undertaker, he shovels dirt into the grave and talks about wanting Vince to suffocate on thoughts of what he's going to do to people and what he's done to people over the years. He said, this is said over shots of Vince torturing Stephanie because somehow this is still all about Stephanie McMahon. And it kind of is. Yeah. Because... It, that's when this feud really started. Yeah, even year. though she's not here, she's still driving storylines going forward on SmackDown. Go on, Steph. Go on, girl. See, I, was, I like the program, but it should have ended with Taker saying... It's obviously you'll be buried alive and you'll rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah. We, we all we know what we know. We know he's going to go back to the dead man gimmick. Yeah. So that should have been, if that was his last promo before he goes away, it that sh nice, should have ended yeah, with him saying, it would have been you'll a nice, rest in peace. Yeah. But maybe because it's that gimmick isn't and it is the dead man gimmick, he can't say that because that's undertake a dead man gimmick line and not. But it would have been a nice callback not, as well. Well, he should have finished putting it on. And, and this man, you've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. That's how they should have finished. Whilst Cameron's looking up, Cameron's out looking of the grave, and he's when I bury you alive, you will rest. Shows some dirt. Yeah. In. Shows more dirt. Yeah. Peace. And maybe have a camera looking up from where the coffin is. Yeah. So the dirt's falling onto the camera as he's saying it. And when he finishes the line, peace. Smackdown goes off the air. With just soil. But no, it's in the fucking mid of the card. This is on you, Vince. You brought me back here. And since you're the one that brought me here, you're the one that's gonna have to pay. Sunday is Survivor Series, Vince. Your day of reckoning. You know, as I look around this place, it's filled with souls that I've laid to rest. But all these poor, unfortunate souls, Vince, they have one thing in common. Not one of them. Not one single person 
ever threatened my family. None of these warriors wanted my wife raped or my kids kidnapped. You know, Vince, it's almost a shame to desecrate this land with your rotten soul. But I will. I understand, Vince, that you think I'm an infidel. And that you've asked for forgiveness for what you're going to do to me at Survivor Series. Vince, I think I might need to inform you. You're in for... the most brutal evening... of your life. Brutality's only gonna stop when I grab you by your pencil neck and I start to squeeze. And then I start to lift you up, and up, and up, and drop you into that hole. As you're laying there, staring up at me, looking for forgiveness, and looking for mercy. All I'll have for you, Vince, are shovels of dirt. I'm gonna shovel that dirt, Vince. Until I've covered your body. The only thing that I'm gonna leave out at that point is your head. Because with your last rasp of air that you hold so dearly in your lungs, I want you to realize that you're getting ready to suffocate. And I want you to suffocate on the thoughts of the things that you've done in your lifetime. All the people that you've used, abused, hurt, and destroyed. People that have worked for you and people that have broken their back for you. And I want you to think about your family, Vince. Because those are the ones that you've betrayed most. And as that cold dirt surrounds your body, the realization is, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Is being buried alive. Up next, Bashams versus Charvo. Quick match, very quick match. Charvo is donated a tornado DDT to send Danny to the outside, I think. Shaniqua tries to come in and it's twin magic. So Danny slash Dougie, would, one of them gets a small package for the victory. Basically, in other words, it's the same match as last week, but Charvo isn't as good as Eddie. Basically. That's what it's telling you there. Um, they're keeping I the story feel sorry going. For Chavo, though, you know, Eddie have got, had keys for low rider. So Charvo has to walk out there. Yeah. And... Now Chavo's not got a ride home, though. He's got to walk home. <laughs> He's got to walk back, to, back to El Paso. He's have to walk home. Um, but yeah, so that tag team storyline has ended now, coming into Survivor Series. Are you hyped about the Guerreros versus the Bashams? Uh, I feel that it's going to be a Chavo heel turn. Yeah, it's got to be. That's the only... Uh, well, we know it's, that's the only way it can end. Yeah. They can't, they, there is no way they could go with the Guerrero Eddie, really Eddie, titles. No, or even Eddie being the heel coming out of this John doing a whole flip the crowd too behind it him. just wouldn't happen it wouldn't happen uh, post match Shaniqua kicks Chavo in the face setting up a double beatdown uh, Kurt Angle 
we see him backstage and he won't talk about the fifth member. Uh, Charvo, he gets treatment as the Bashams laugh in the locker room. But it was a ruse. So now the Bashams and Shaniqua are outsmarting Eddie and Charvo. See, I never knew Byron Saxon started off his career as a poor actor. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Byron. Can you remember Byron Saxon was a wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> so, it was like modern day Maven. <laughs> Byron Saxton. So generic. Oh my God, he was as well. <laughs> so generic. It's ridiculous. Maybe Byron's like Maven's dad. No, Maven's Maven Byron's dad. Even. Yeah. <laughs> Maven Saxton. Yeah. Up next, because we have to follow what Raw followed with and have members of Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Bradshaw versus A-Train. Um... Bradshaw gets in a dropkick and a swinging neckbreaker but charges into an elbow in the corner. Derailer gets a two, but the clothesline from hell puts A-Train away. Oddly enough, I didn't hate that as much as I thought I was going to, uh, but probably because it didn't, like... It weren't that long. It went over six minutes, though, which it was long enough. But, yeah, I have a problem about Bradshaw. He's got he's a big guy with a hard clothesline and a follow-away slam. That's it. And the odd power of... That's it. I need something to get me... Now and I then. need something to get me a lot more invested... In a, into the Bradshaw character, not a Stan Hansen ripoff. JBL is JBL. Yeah. Bradshaw as Bradshaw, just with short hair and no moustache, is still Bradshaw, a Stan Hansen ripoff. Yeah, he is. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't, you know. He does, just, just, doesn't anything. do anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kurt Angle and Benoit there backstage. Um, Benoit really not liking Angle's pick for the fifth member. Whoever it is made a career out of making them miserable and they can't be trusted. Angle points out that they feel the same way about each other, but sometimes you have to deal with it to reach a common goal. John Cena then comes in and says he doesn't like them either, but he'll team with them to get his hands on Team Lesnar. Benoit threatens Cena and promises to take it out on Angle if things go badly. So this is basically uh, the enemy of my enemy is... is the enemy, your partner. enemy is my enemy. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but Angle, Benoit, Cena, that is quintessential ruthless aggression, that. It's, it's just it's so much. Team ruthless aggression. Team ruthless aggression. And yeah. hardcore Holly. And Bradshaw. <laughs> JBL is yeah. quite ruthless aggression. JBL, yeah. Yeah. Bradshaw. No, no. And we see Vince. He's stressed, so Sable brings in a priest to relieve some tension. Probably a prostitute would have been the better ten tension yeah. reliever. Sable leaves him alone and Vince recaps the situation. The priest starts praying, but Vince asks why his eyes are open. Um, is he awed by Vince's presence? Next, Vince wants to pray on his knees, but that doesn't work either. The prayer continues and Vince breaks into laughter. See, this prayer needs to be for The Undertaker because Vince has heard all the calling. Vince cuts a promo on The Undertaker and the priest is stunned. And that's been the case since it all started. This segment was another one that was fucking stupid. So you're laughing at, me, at the prayer, that's smart. They're my thoughts on religion, but... <laughs> yeah. But it was just a, a stupid, stupid segment. Not needed. Not needed. It didn't hype anything. Only thing... See, you could get rid of that segment. Have another match. Yeah. Like, uh -oh. It was not had a match tonight. A Ultimo Dragon and Billy Kidman. Yeah. F fucking Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah. Just just something that... Because you've got you've had the pro right taker that that's we enough. don't need all these segments because it's had the um, taker by pro by taker. We so had that we had pro by taker like two weeks ago and we had his sit down interview last week. Do you know? The same do you know what interview. I probably wanted? I wanted a fight. 
Yeah. Do you know I was asking for him not to have a fight? And there's not much he can do. I probably wanted a, I wanted like, a fight. Last week. You last, said, I wanted last smack. So I was take come a out, fight. Come out on his bike with a shovel. And just kick fuck out of him, yeah? And just absolutely kick fuck out of him. Main event time. Brock Lesnar, Big Show versus John Cena and Chris Benoit. Benoit gets an Inzaguri for the hot tag to Cena and everything breaks down. The cross face to Lesnar as the referee distracted though, allowing Cena to go, go low on show, hitting with the chain for the victory. So Cena... That even, wasn't a chain. That was a brass ring. <laughs> uh, even now, John Cena's uh, face, he's still using heel tactics. Yeah, so does Eddie. So does Eddie, yeah, but Eddie's is, that's his gimmick. Cena's supposed to be a heel now. A face. Uh, Cena's supposed to be a face now. Champion, Smackdown zone, Brock Lesnar, putting on a clinic well, here. But legal. Benoit, he's not legal. Benoit, cross face. But Lesnar's not legal. And look at this, John Cena with the chain wrapped across his head. Well, that low blow wasn't legal. Use that chain. Chain to the skull. Cena and Shawn legal. He's got him. Hook of the last one. There's two. Cena got it. Cena, Cena pinned the giant. Here are your winners, Chris Benoit. Check this out right here, Paul. Brock Lesnar gets caught in the cross face by Chris Benoit. But they weren't the legal man. That's right. These two athletes were. Low blow by Cena. Chain. Bam. Right to that form-sized head of the Big Show. And there's the winner, John Cena and Chris Benoit over the U.S. champ and the WWE champ. Hey, no matter what team he's on, John Cena is a leopard who will not change his spots. John Cena could be the man to level the playing field for Team Angle. But is it enough versus Team Lesnar Sunday? Um, yeah, but that's kind of his gimmick as well, though. Street. Street thug. thug. Street. Oh, a chav. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stab you up. <laughs> um, you what, fam? You could my my thing, eh? <laughs> Bear fam. Uh, I think Cena being brand new to being the top good guy is going to take a long time. But the crowd are loving the him. The crowd are loving him. Uh, but it, it's going to take a while for him personally to transition into that guy. It is. Uh, but overall, as a, the last episode of SmackDown, I feel that it was a carbon copy of Raw. Yeah. I feel like this month has been a carbon copy of Raw and SmackDown. One, what you want, watch one week, you'll see the next week. And if you've not seen it, you'll see it the next week on the next brand. It's, yeah. Yes. It's, um, but yeah, overall I then, think, as a month. I think SmackDown for me won that week, because mainly because of uh, the take promo. And, but that was it. Yeah. That was the only advantage that SmackDown had. Yeah, I, I totally Scott agree. Scott C. Taker delivered one of his, like, Old style throwers, yeah, graveyard. in the graveyard. Even though it should have been in a Harley Davidson shop on yeah. a bike, <laughs> bike at graves, <laughs> <laughs> jumping so, chart like funds. Shall we run down the card then for November's pay per view extravaganza Survivor Series 2003 and have a quick little overall predictions? And if if we didn't know what we know, so main event on the raw side. Austin, Bischoff, one of them has to fuck off. It is Team Austin versus Team Bischoff in a traditional five-on-five Survivor Series match representing Team Austin. There is Booker T, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, Rob Van Dam, and El Mission 
against Team Bischoff, Jericho, Christian, Mark Henry, Randy Owen and Scott Steiner. I would have liked for Team Austin to win with Michaels getting the victory. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think have the end, the end that you had. But swap the win. And yes, definitely. Um, also, uh, on Raw, we have Goldberg versus Triple H for the world title. Who's coming away with the belt? It needs to come home. I think it needs to come home. Goldberg needs to fuck off now. Uh, Back to Newcastle United. <laughs> are we a pet? Also on Raw, Kane versus Shane in an ambulance match. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane! Lita versus Molly Holly for the Women's Championship. Should be Molly. I'm representing SmackDown. We've got Mr. McMahon versus The Undertaker, buried alive. So you think... It's Taker. Yeah. You think Taker. Because, you know, Taker, Taker. going to beat the fuck out of Vince. Then he's going to put him in a, you don't in a think, hole. You don't think Vince, anybody, ever, is going to win. Uh, also, we've got uh, Bashams versus the Los Guerreros for the Tag Team Championships over on SmackDown. You'd like to see the, Luz, uh, the La Familia win it back, but, you know, it's WEB. They've got the momentum. Them white ball bastards have got that momentum behind them. Also, for the Cruiserweight Championship, we have Tajiri against Jamie Noble. Should be up the Royal Dragon, to be fair. Should be. Rules are rules. Um, but now Tajiri's winning that one with his, uh, well, we don't know what Triple he's H- called yet. With his Triple H water spit mist. And we don't know what he's called yet, and that's down to you. And in the main event of the card, or I think it's the main event of the card. Well, it should be. Team Angle, Bradshaw, Benoit, Holly, Cena and Angle against Le- Team Lesnar, A-Train, Show, Lesnar, Jones and Morgan. That's some girth in that match, isn't it? Should be Vince's wet dream team winning. It wet dream team should win all the way. Um, but are you excited for Survivor Series? After this build-up, I'm a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. As always, then we'll end it there, Michael. Let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media. Well, all forms of social media, that's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc., etc., etc. It's at our era podcast. Exactto, Mundo. And we will leave it there then until next time when it is time for the survival of the series. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until then, peace Peace out, people. people.